Lord, we thank you for this opportunity coming before your throne. Thank you, Lord, for your holy presence here. Thank you, Lord. We expect good things all the time. When, when, when in your presence, there's nothing but good coming to us, so we expect nothing but good, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. So today we're going to talk about Christian persecution in the United States. Um, Many people don't really pay much attention to anything, but as watchmen, we're called to notice these things. And we're not people that are trying to track down devils here and devils there. We just, you know, if the devil's involved, of course you take authority over him. You deal with the devil according to what the word says to do. But we're not excited because the devils are subject to us. Amen. (laughs) As Jesus told his disciples, they got real excited because devils obeyed them. Instead of them obeying the devil for the first time in their life, the devil obeyed them. And they were real excited about, ooh, Lord, even the devils are subject to us. He said, don't marvel about that. He says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He ain't no big deal. So he's been taken care of. So we don't get excited Don't get in the flesh over anything that God has you do. You know, learn how to rejoice by the Spirit and, and, you know, thank God for giving you wisdom, knowledge, authority, understanding. You know, stay in a humble place before God and I tell you what, He'll give you more revelation. It's like, He'll say, you ain't seen nothing yet if you think you think that's a big deal i got more to show you so i'm looking for the more i don't know about anybody else but i'm looking for god to show me more so that i could be more successful in my work for him you know i've long since passed in fact i don't think since i've been saved i've been real excited about material things because my understanding of salvation was that you trusted god with your your body your finances your health with everything and and you know you pray for things you want you need but yeah you know i'm not ready to sell the farm so i can get a a, a new car something like that those cars transportation you understand what I'm saying? You know, you can, you can be, be transported in anything. And so I've always held it down as far as material. I watch stuff like that. I don't get some of these, you know, so-called ministers, you know, you see them walking in the, in their church with some kind of entourage taking pictures and videos of them. They stepping in. I mean, come on folks. Now we're not celebrities. Don't ever get it twisted. You know, you're flesh and blood. You're living here by the mercy of God just like the rest of us are. You're not a big deal just because God's blessed you with a church, a nice building, and some followers. And the followers got less sense than you do. If you think you're important stepping in the in the sanctuary, I got news for you. Jesus is Lord. He bought that place. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have anything. And so, you know, don't learn it the hard way. Just just look at it and say, Lord, please forgive me and, and stand down. You know, let that proud flesh stand down sometimes and, and let be glorified. This is what we're for. We're 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 with So that going and uh allow God to have the glory that he needs. See if you can get it just a um it's just fading in and out. Is there an adjustment you can make kinda? Because if not, you know, we'll do the, give me the handheld in case you have to turn it on. We'll switch over real quick, but I'm thanking God that it's going to stay. Lord, we thank you that our mic is fine. 
We thank you, Lord. You know how to take care of us in these things. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, uh, the Christian persecution in the United States. Now, uh, most of you re- recall our um, our Christian persecution. We we would teach on this once a month at our empowerment meetings and we started out with persecution in foreign countries and we found out that there was a lot that people were going through but they continued the church continued to grow in spite of and so this is what i'm believing for us is that in spite of this persecution the church will continue to grow amen it won't be diminished and and this is what the devil likes to perpetrate is that, oh, look, you know, you hear these reports and I don't like nervous reports. You know, people say, well, uh, uh, Islam is the fastest growing. That's not, that, there's no power there. I'm not threatened by somebody whose God is dead. Are you kidding me? That's just somebody who's able to sway some people's minds for a season. You know, God can show up with all power and them people get converted and drop out of that left and right. So there's, it's never a threat. Somebody else's belief is never a threat to God's people because I know this much. God knows all who belong to him and he adds to the church daily those that should be saved. So he's the head of the church. I'm not running things, but I don't get nervous and excited about statistics and data. You know, we live way beyond that. We live a life of of promise from the word of God that this is our Bible. This is what we believe. This is what we go by. And our our kingdom is ever increasing. I don't care what they say. You know, a lot of people say they Muslim and they ain't nothing. You know, it's a, a lot of these people have no faith in their heart for what they're doing. How could they? Allah's not alive. He can't do anything for them. So don't be threatened by these other religions of dead gods and they don't know anything and people just in darkness. Have, you know, pray for mercy for those people. Pray for enlightenment. Pray for their salvation. Lord, uh, you know, send labors to, 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 and open a door for me to be able to witness to people so that they can be saved. So we just keep marching on, folks. We don't look at statistics and we don't care. You understand what I'm saying? But, but we do notice uh, trends and we notice when things are changing when the wind of the spirit is stirring up things and we have to counter what the enemy is doing in matthew chapter 5 and starting in verse 11 jesus said blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake Now, everybody who says something evil against you is not doing it because you're such a hot Christian. Amen. You have your own battles sometimes to fight. You know, there are times when people don't like you because of you. You do stuff they don't like, and that's coming out of your flesh. But we're talking about people who are, are a witness for Christ, who never waver, and who have to be confronted, who have to confront these uh, demon powers and 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 they begin to persecute you and and close doors on you and and take your money away from you take your house away from you take all kinds strip you of all kinds of things and so we're we're in a a a season and an era of persecution against the church 
in this country. Amen. Now, we've been praying against it for over 35 years. One of our prayers says, no persecution in the church from our rulers and leaders, which means that Joe Blow, my neighbor, some little nut across the street can dislike me because of Jesus, but the government's never going to force us to give up God. You got me? And when we are staunchly standing against that, and we pray people out that get stupid, and we pray people in that, that love Jesus, and this is how you, you govern. This is how you govern for God. God is, it makes no sense for us to sit back and pretend that this stuff is not happening when you see it right before your eyes. And when God reveals stuff to his people, it's so we can do something about it, not sit up and, oh boy, you see what happened? Oh my, what are we going to do? I know what to do. I don't know about you, but I sure do. I have my marching orders from a long time ago. And you're to stand against this. You're to pray against us. You're, you're to expect God to come to our aid and our rescue and for the gospel to increase. Our kingdom is increasing. I don't care what the devil says. Amen. And so this is, this is how you do, but you got to answer back this nonsense. When you see this stuff seems to be getting worse, you got to answer it back. You can't let it. You just can't sit back and watch it. Like they say in, in Nazi Germany, you know, every time they could hear those ambulance sirens going off when somebody, when the Nazis were coming to your neighborhood to cart somebody off and arrest them because they were talking against, uh, against, uh, the Reich, you know, the, the government. And, and, and they said many churches, when they would hear that noise, they would, you know, sing louder, you know, drown out the noise. Don't pray against it. Don't try to help anybody. Just sing louder. And in one day they came for the Christians. And they couldn't sing louder anymore because there's nobody left. And so instead of singing louder, we're going to pray. We're going to take authority over this. We're not going to be these people that come to church just to get excited and sweat and watch sister so-and-so dance and get happy and shout. No, we're not them people. Amen. And we're not the people that our pastors shy away from speaking up against sin. I don't care whose sin it is. And see, we've had this season where we've had very famous ministers refuse to read out of the Bible that God, God forbids mankind to lay with, with mankind like with womankind and vice versa. All you gotta do is open that Bible. They're so nervous about their numbers going down or getting some kind of persecution from the news media. They want to make friends with everybody. Well, I'm just real sorry I'm blood-bought. And that means I'm not friends with everybody. Amen. I don't know about you, but Jesus paid a high price for me, and I'm going to stand up for him wherever I can. And so when when we talk about these things, Jesus said to it, be you're blessed when this happens to you. Amen. He says in verse 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad. I mean, this is the biggest day in your life when you're persecuted. For great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets who were before you. Many of the prophets were stoned to death because they didn't like their message. And they knew they weren't going to like it and they had to say it anyway. Amen. And that's the that's the position you need to see yourself in. People are not going to like what you have to say, but you say it anyway. I've done that ever since I've been saved. 
I knew family members didn't want to hear about Jesus, but I told them anyway. You know, yeah, amen. You know, I would invite them over to my house on holidays, and I said, well, we're going to give God glory. We're going to give him honor. I would make little little uh, cards up and have somebody read them. Just read this. You understand what I'm saying? We honor God here. You know, come in here and eat my food and act like a heathen. I'm not going to have it. This is God's house. He paid for everything up in here. Amen? And I owe that to him. We're going to honor him. Every time we gather together in here, we're going to honor God. Amen? And so this is what you do. And, and, and do it unafraid. God, the best thing for them is to come out of their stupidity and come into the kingdom. The best thing for anybody is to come out of darkness and come into the light. And this is why we're here. We're here to shed light. If you don't do anything else, you enlighten somebody else's path. You give them the word of God. Don't coddle them in their sin. No, you need to look at some of these people and say, now you know that's wrong. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, come on now. We're not kids here. You know right from wrong. No, God doesn't approve of that, so stop it. You want to be right with God? Ask him. for. If you can't stop it, ask him to help you. That's what he's here for, is to help everybody. And so Jesus says, rejoice and be exceeding glad when you're persecuted. Amen? But you got to pray, too. You don't just rejoice and say, oh, I'm getting a big reward. You stop it where you can. Amen? You stop it where you can. And see, we're in a season where... God has given such revelation to anybody who's hungry, amen, anybody who's who's crying out for goodness and mercy and for evil to stop, God is pouring out the desire to pray, the commitment to pray. They may not know much prayer and they may not even pray in tongues, but they're seeking God and crying out to God for help and he will answer them. Amen. It's not just tongue talkers to get answers to prayer, but tongue talkers have more power if they use it, but he'll get anybody. And, and when, when they get in that place where he can pour out his spirit on them and give them more power, he certainly will. He's not going to withhold it from anybody. And you don't have to be sitting up in anybody's church to get it. That's kind of like a proven fact because we see many people who who haven't been able to go to a church anymore because that church isn't open. So there's people out there that doesn't not going to stop God from touching people and reaching people, reaching them. Amen. And he'll direct them to a good church. He'll start cleaning up and, and letting churches open up again. You know, but we're going to have a lot of distractions too. We're going to have churches that still want to play games and still want to milk toast and still scare the Caesar. Amen. And so God wants people who are bold, who are courageous, who are confident with him. This is the way the early church was. We want everything like there. We want revival. We want what for? You need to revive yourself first. Amen. And get out of this mindset of everything's okay. I got my, my, my house and my paycheck and my this and my that and I'm fine. You, you, it's, you're not guaranteed to have that. You know? And if we have enough people having their way like they're having in this nation now, we're not gonna have anything. We, so far in the last three years, there have been 15 million people come across that border illegally. And they're being settled in your neighborhood and my neighborhood. You got me? I see them all the time. You can tell who they are. They don't look you in the eye. 
If you speak to them, they say nothing. Why? They don't know English. Got me? And they're here. They're taking people's property and giving it to them. See, don't get in that group where sing louder. Just because they haven't stepped up on your property yet, don't keep singing louder. We'll fight back. Yeah, fight back. I see every single one of those people sent back right where they came from because they're coming for no good reason. If the government's willing to bring people in here illegally, the reason is not good. Your government is breaking the law. And there's nothing good coming. You got me? So we got to pray. We have no choice but to pray. Amen? We've got to pray. So some of the things that that God brought to my attention, we need to be aware of. Because I realize a lot of people don't, don't, you know, scour the internet for the stuff I do. I'm not on there putting on selfies. You understand me? If I want to look at myself, I got about three or four mirrors in my house I can look at. I don't need to prop myself up on Facebook all the time. You know, all the silly stuff. Now, some of these people, you know, I look at them, I said, man, they had a church five years ago. You won't go slap them. They sitting up there dancing on Facebook and got some, some stuff on. I'm talking about women in their sixties and stuff and trying to look all cool and everything. And I'm saying, well, your cool day's supposed to be over. Ain't nobody cool in this kingdom but Jesus. Amen. But see, this is what happens when people don't want to face what's going on they don't want to face persecution they do anything but to be persecuted and so here we have the the um a lot of instances of persecution and there are some some things i'm concerned about about how the government allows this especially through the court systems so somehow the courts have gotten to be the place where persecution is more successfully played out. So we said that we will be persecuted because of your stand in Christ. And so uh, the word persecution really means hostility or ill treatment based on one's race or political or religious beliefs. So is any hostility or ill treatment because of what you believe, your faith, your religion, your political or your racial or ethnic? Amen. Totally based on that. We need to know that in 2020, churches were deemed non-essential and ordered closed. And that's countrywide. All across the United States. You had some little brave states here and there that never shut down. I think that one uh, woman governor of, um, I think it's Montana, Christy Nome, She never closed South Dakota. That's where she is. She never closed her state down. And she was persecuted for it. That None of the other governors liked her. They all pointed fingers. Oh, you're going to be sorry. You're, you're letting that disease go through. They didn't have any more COVID than anybody else did. In fact, I think they wound up with less. And she said she was just going to let the citizens decide. Well, she said they have common sense. They know what to do. 
and she refused to be intimidated. So their state didn't suffer financially. People could keep their businesses open, keep their jobs, keep their livelihood. You know, who wants to be responsible for taking bread out of somebody's mouth? But they stayed open, but everybody else was because Walmart is essential, Home Depot is essential, the gambling casinos were essential, strip clubs were essential, uh, but churches were not. So that lets you know all these people. I just looked at it and said, you mean to tell me a virus can tell the difference between a Walmart and a church? You got me? See, this is if you think of start thinking about these things. I mean, really examine what you see going on around you. This shutting the government down is not normal. There's nothing that we should be that afraid of that we can't say, well, hey, give me some pills to take or something to take or I'll go pray. If it's that bad, I'm standing on the word. You know, I'm standing on the word anyway, like we did here. We did our declaration every time we got together and and we did not have an outbreak. We didn't have to shut down because everybody had the Rona. She wasn't coming in here. And wasn't attacking anybody who stayed in faith. Amen. So you just stay in faith for these things. I know sometimes you get around people and everybody's sick and it's it's hard to resist all this stuff. But for the most part, you keep building your faith. Amen. Because something worse is coming. Trust me. Because that we got deliberately. Everybody knows the Chinese government sent that bug out to everybody. Because there, there have been people who have foretold it, uh, the people they refer to as elites, uh, or the, um, uh, uh, what do they call them? Um, yeah, that's the basic term for them. But they, they are people who are extremely wealthy. Uh, they form these little covenants and groups together. And so Bill, uh, Bill Gates was part of that. And he theorized that if there was a virus that uh, got uh, that swept through the whole world, what would happen and all this kind of stuff. They're playing with people just because they have money and they have power. They play with people. And so when these, this guy, you see this kind of stuff happening. This man's got so much money, he should be thrown in jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And for people to use their wealth and their influence to make life hard for other people is just not right. They're deranged. Something's wrong with people like that. And so that's when the church has to get involved and pray to stop this kind of foolishness from continuing. Amen? So all of the essential businesses were allowed to prosper and flourish. Now, who decides essential and non-essential? Well, the devil does. Because he'll work through legislators, he'll work through people in power, and he definitely worked through organizations that we have that are in, cho- in charge of public health. The CDC set out these guidelines. Amen? All of our, our um, so-called health organizations agreed that we couldn't gather together. They set up this six feet apart, never researched it. They never did any research to see if social dis, what they call social distancing worked. The research that they've done since then, they found out the masks didn't do anything, still don't do anything, and there's still people walking around with them on. They do nothing for them. 
Nothing whatsoever. Make them look stupid. You see them driving a car by themselves with a mask on. See, there's these are things that that people get when you put fear in them. Extreme fear. And this is what you get. And so when you see that coming as a Christian, you need to get in your closet and pray. And say, God, for some reason, there's a lot of fear around here. But you told us to fear not because you are with us. And you will protect us. And you are my protection and you are my help. And so I'm not going to receive this fear. But I'm not going to be foolish either. So what do I do? Give me a strategy, Lord, for what I'm supposed to do. And what do you do? You use the word like you've always used it. During that pandemic, doctors who felt that they thought the CDC and, and the public health people were in error in the way they were suggesting that people with COVID be treated. These doctors had their licenses taken away. They were told what medications they could give and not give. If they had um, uh, accounts on social media, the accounts were shut down. If they told people how to get treatment other than what the government told them they could have, the plan that they first gave uh, uh, the government included therapeutics, no different drugs that you knew could work, and then the vaccine, but somehow they never approved the therapeutics. In fact, some of those pills were highly effective and they made it illegal for you to prescribe them. Still can't prescribe them for COVID, but they pushed the vaccine. Why is that? Well, it was already in the works. You read that that letter Bill Gates proposed. This has been about 10 or 15 years ago about a virus that would come and, and sweep through the whole world and what they were going to do about it. So they were making up the, the, the uh, vaccine years ago. It's already, it was already sitting somewhere ready. The only thing is they hadn't had any human trials on it. So that's why governments mandated, made it, made it mandatory for you to take it. In fact, there's some areas of our country right now that you can't refuse to take that. You got me? Now this is uncalled for folks. This is, we've never seen this in America before. We've never seen this degree of oppression, control, mandating what you put inside your body. And then you're not allowed to sue them if something bad happens to you. And so the power to get restitution is gone. You can't get that. There's, if you, I'm going to write, everybody write the name of this, this video down. It's called Anecdotal. A-N-E-C-D-O-T-A-L anecdotal and this is the label they put on evidence that you have about something when you don't do research so if you tell them you had a bad reaction to the vaccine they call your incident anecdotal because you're not a scientist and you haven't applied it to scientific study but you get enough anecdotes and you've got a scientific study you understand what I'm saying? You got enough evidence that something's wrong somewhere. We've had people to die. We've had people that, that, that their blood is never the same anymore. Have blood clots, heart disease, 
a lot of neurological diseases, people with facial paralysis, paralysis period. There have been people testifying before Congress about this stuff. It's it's not hid from anybody, folks. Anybody who wants to know truth, you can go right on YouTube and get as much information as, as they'll let you have. They censor too. But you'll get as much information and go on some of these websites where people are set up to tell truth about COVID. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is now running for president. He says, he said, they're not going to let me win. He says, this whole thing is rigged. He said, but I want to tell the truth. He said, I'm getting a platform so I can tell the truth about what they've done with these vaccines. You got me? And he studied this all of his adult life. He's been an advocate for for people with vaccine injury and, and all of that kind of stuff. And and how how the big pharma, what they call the big uh drug companies, they run a lot of things in a lot of countries. They have these people have a lot of power. They decide what drugs you can have, what drugs you can't have. They don't care what's wrong with you. Amen. And so there's there's a lot to fight here, folks. There's a lot on a lot of fronts. But their main threat is the church. Why? Because they can't control God. You got me? They can control. They can put as many controls on God's people as they want to, but they cannot control God. And when God's people start awakening to the truth and understanding exactly the degree of persecution that we're under, then they got problems. Amen. The church has always been a problem for every government. I don't care who they are. Right now we have a lot of, of, um, lawsuits over LGBTQ issues. And you know it's in the, it's more and more in the front forefront of news um, in what what social media the press what's left of the press the you know um, ABC CBN uh, legacy media is what they call it all the TV news people um, they are pitting LGBTQ over against the Christians because this, the way you take people over is to cause chaos between different groups and infighting. Amen. When I was a teenager, we marched against segregation in the North and the South. Some places was worse than others, but we were finally, the government was finally forced to enact civil rights laws. But people, when they want power over you, don't let that die. They keep resurrecting systemic racism. Now we get systemic. You know, got this, got that, got the other. And, and there are enough laws in place where if somebody doesn't want to hire you because of your skin color, you can sue them. You can get any kind of job you want to. You can get any kind of house you want to. What's a systemic racism thing now? Well, this is something that they, because they have a voice and because people listen to them, they tell you anything they want you to hear. Amen? You check the truth. See, a lot of times we don't check truth. We just get used to turn that TV on, listening to what comes in there, and you don't discern. But you got to understand that while you're getting more informed about things, people are doing enacting more laws against Christians and against the church. So 
clue number one is when the churches were considered non-essential. What that means is God is non-essential. That's, that's, that's how you interpret that. That's what the devil wants you to hear. That you're not essential, your God isn't essential, and you Christians, y'all don't know nothing. You, you stay out of this. Stay out of politics. You don't have a voice about government or anything like that. We are government. Our, we are the government of God. Amen? We run things on God's behalf down here. When, when, the Bible says you have all power is given to me is what Jesus said. And I give you authority over all the works of darkness. He wants us to focus on darkness. But you've got to discern where darkness is. And see, we think, oh, the government wouldn't do that. Are you kidding me? What do you think the Constitution is for? It's to it's to enforce our God-given rights. It, it doesn't give you your rights. It keeps the government from taking them away. The way to, to control a nation, number one, is take God away from them. That's the number one. You ask any of the communists, you ask the Saul Alinsky people, uh, radicals, rules for radicals, how to come in and, and overthrow a government. First of all, you remove God from the public square. You remove God from everywhere. In the 1950s, this woman, Madeline Murray O'Hare, began to uh, sue in first in the lower court. She had her son, she used her son as the subject of it. And she finally got up to the Supreme Court. She said that she was an atheist and she was uh, not, she was offended that the, the school had mandatory prayer at that time. Everybody stood and said the Pledge of Allegiance. I remember saying it when I was a kid. And and they had mandatory prayer, and they would read a scripture every day before at the beginning of class in all the schools. It was common. You didn't have you didn't have a queer story hour when they read when they prayed. <laughs> you understand me? You have none of the pre- problems we have now with the school system. You didn't have people abduct, hanging around schools just to abduct children. You didn't have that. People looked out for the kids, and the children respected the teachers and their parents. They take God out of everything, and now you could talk back. When they said it was okay to burn the American flag, I thought, now people really have gone crazy. But because of we have, they interpret that as freedom of speech. Well, you mean I can go burn anything because I have free speech? Do you see how crazy? You can't, you can't trust anything. You gotta trust God, folks. You gotta understand when to pray, <laughs> when to hold them, when to fold them. You understand what I'm saying? But these, what, what I, where I see a, a big conflict coming is the church versus the LGBTQ. And why is this coming? Because when, when they would stick the microphone into these mega church pastors faces and ask them, what did, what, what does the Bible say about homo, or what do you think about homosexuality? And they hemmed and hawed and wouldn't give a straight answer and wouldn't go to the Bible. I thought, oh boy, we're in trouble now. Where are spokespeople to tell these people that they're in sin? And what's happened? They've gotten deeper into it. See, the church can stand there and say, you know what, this is wrong. 
this is wrong. It's wrong. Don't think that you're okay if you call yourself a Christian and you're living this lifestyle. God's word says it's wrong, but Jesus has an answer for you. He has, he, you can be saved and you can come out of this lifestyle so God can help you and approve of you. That's what happens to them anyway. Somehow, many of them have found their way to salvation. And boy, oh boy, it's a miracle because they sure haven't been helped much from our, our quote unquote leaders. Amen. Your leaders stand up there and they're mum on the issue. Why? Cause I got a hundred, I got, a, you know, a, a 10,000 seat church and I'm on television and I can't get on there and offend anybody or they'll turn me off. I won't be able to go back to preaching from the pulpit. Suppose you're not supposed to be on, th- if you're not trustworthy, you don't need to be on television need everybody hearing that nonsense. So we started seeker-friendly churches. We started putting churches up and let everybody come in. And in in seeker-friendly might be okay to get them in there, but you never tell them the truth about the gospel. You have plays, you have concerts, you have everything in some of these these churches that are seeker-friendly. They have everything but the preaching of the gospel. So you're not doing them any good. You're just counting numbers and making yourself seem important because you got big numbers somewhere. So for years, our leading Christian ministers refused to give a direct answer when asked if homosexuality is sin. We backed down from these opportunities, and now they have taken over pulpits and schools. You go on, you go on some of these social media sites and, and type in, uh, gay day in the pulpit. And see what you find. These churches, God's money builds these churches. Christian churches, God's money built that church. And you don't give it over to somebody who's a known sinner and flaunting God's laws. And and what do they know? They're in darkness. You're the one who's to blame, preacher, for turning it over to them. So we back down, and now they've taken over pulpits, taken over schools. We talked last week about um, uh, uh, drag queen story hour. And those people come in there with, with their stripper outfits on and G-strings and all this kind of weird stuff, reading stories to children. And your school boards let it happen. And they never do it. And parents will sit there with them. Father, forgive them. They don't know, they don't have a clue what they're doing. Because we have made it, we have made everything okay. There's no rules anymore. There's no laws anymore. And anybody who speaks up and tells right from wrong is now the enemy. Where we used to be sought after to straighten, when they would ask Billy Graham what he thought about something, they were ready to hear the truth. They weren't setting him up to embarrass him. You see, they don't do that with his son, right? He would love to be able to get out there and tell more stuff because he'll tell it. He knows right from wrong. And he could care what if anybody lines his pockets or puts him on television. He's here to serve God. But you take some of our spirit, so-called spirit-filled preachers, 
You know, they're up there playing games. Some of them even say that Jesus is pro-abortion. Raphael Warnock, the one of the Senate, he's in the Senate from Georgia, and he's a minister as well. He's got a church. He says he's pro-abortion because Jesus is. How he thinks he's still standing up and breathing, he must be in gross darkness, and he's just living off God's extreme mercy. Because this man is, he's a demon with skin on. You don't get up and espouse murder in a pulpit. And God bought that church. Every penny that comes into a Christian church that names the name of Jesus, God paid for that. You don't come in his house and defile it. I don't care who you are. You think you're a big deal. You just wait until you really need God. See how close he is to you. So, so these things have been going on from some time. Madeline Murray O'Hare got through the Supreme Court. She got the Supreme Court to strike down school prayer and Bible reading. They said it was unconstitutional. Hmm? Mandatory. You can still pray in school, but it's voluntary. People have to volunteer. Can't just, you know, Teachers stand up and say, let's pray. You can't do that anymore. But ever since then, people have packed the courts with lawsuits against Christians. It's been like, uh, you know, open season to persecute, bankrupt, ruin, ruin the reputation of people because they love Jesus. Because they're bold about loving God. Amen. And don't want to be back down. Madeline Murray O'Hare started the atheist organization. National Atheist or American Atheist. I forget what it's called. She uh, she won this lawsuit. I think it was in 19. I think it, it hung in the courts for a few years. She started out in the 70s. Anybody get to see some of Phil Donahue's old shows, if they ever show the old Donahue's, he loved having her on there. And he claims to be a Catholic. Got me? Compromise. They get on TV, they get big contracts, they're millionaires. So they'll do things just to increase their popularity. And he gave that woman a platform and for free, she espoused all kinds of hatred toward Christians, all kinds of bigotry towards them, and all kinds of blasphemy against God. And she made her way to the Supreme Court. By the time she got there, there were enough justices to say she was justified. You got me? And so what do you do now? You, you know, people shrugged at first and think it was a big deal. You know, well, you know, we'll pray someplace else. No, you won't. If your children are in a school where they don't honor God, you're taking chances. The devil's running it. You're just taking chances if they don't honor God in your child's school. You're taking your chances. We didn't have mass shootings in schools back then. Before all this started, you didn't have any of these problems that we're having now. With the devil coming in and just running over people. Didn't have it. Amen. We didn't have this big push against the Second Amendment. Where Congress continually wants to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. 
you ask them about the guns that the the um, criminals have, they don't want to talk about that. They want your gun. Amen. So rule number two in how to take government away from the people is to take their guns. Amen. Now, why do we have the Second Amendment? The Second Amendment is there in case your government ever turns against you as a citizen. Your last ditch effort is for self-protection. So you got to keep your guns. Because you don't know when somebody will start driving down your street with the siren going and they're ready to arrest you because they call you an enemy of the state. Because you serve Jesus. That's that's where it's going, folks. You don't want to believe me. You can sit up there and look funny at me if you want to, but I'm not stupid. There's too many signs pointing in that direction. Why do they want your guns? Why do they want to force your children to become homosexual? Huh? That's the devil's, that's always the devil's stamp on stuff. He likes to pervert things. Amen. Now, why does God judge homosexuality? Because they're in violation of his law. Be fruitful and multiply. That's the first commandment he gave the man and the woman. They can't be fruitful and multiply nothing. And they can steal kids from somebody else if they want children or pay for them, but they can't do that. So they're anti-life. And whenever you're against life, you don't do well. That's why they have AIDS. That's why they have venereal diseases, you know, STDs as they call them. You know, everything's an alphabet now. And and so it's, it's violation of that one commandment. That's the, the main commandment. Be fruitful and multiply. That's God's commandment to humanity. And they break that commandment. So it's not going to go, they're not going to multiply. That's why they constantly have to recruit. Then they got to come into your house and your school and tell your children that they're right and the parents are wrong. When your children start to get in your face and tell you, you don't know what you're talking about because my teacher said, You got me? That's the same thing they did in Nazi Germany. Children were told that their parents, if their parents said anything against, if their parents said anything religious, anything, you turn, you give me their names, turn them in. They had more children reporting their parents to the government. You know, you see a little bit of it in this country here and there. You know, kids, I want to divorce my parents and all that kind of stuff and, and all of that. When it starts getting to be okayed by the government, if your parents are saying this or that, or they believe or make you go to church, huh? you report them. We'll take care of them. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to do what your parents say. They're wrong. We have many laws now where children are are given certain drugs without the parents' consent. And it's legal. They don't have to tell their parents anything, especially when they talk about gender identity. Children are allowed to take uh, those gender uh, puberty-blocking drugs or gender uh, transformation drugs without parental consent. In many states now, many school systems will keep secrets from the parents about the children's health, about their mental health, 
about many things that children are going through, the parents are not allowed to know about it. We have many lawsuits over the past 15 to 20 years. Lawsuits against Christians have increased. Um, the denomination, the, the Christian or Catholic denomination, Little Sisters of the Poor, have been in, 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 um, court for all, over 10 years, fighting a lawsuit because they refuse to provide the abortion pill as part of the medical coverage for their employees. And they you listen, the employees, I got news for y'all, the employees don't have to file suit. They have organizations that will get somebody to come in there and get hired just for the purpose of filing suit against them. So these are organizations that set themselves up to fight Christians. The American Civil Liberties Union has been up to it for decades. And they really started as an anti, uh, uh, a way to fight anti-Semitism. They were set, set up to defend a bigotry against religion. And now they go after every time you see, oh yeah, ACL, ACLU is filing suit against so and so and such and such. They've kept most of the, the fact that, that now, uh, the Cleveland Indians had to change their names. All the different sports teams had to go from, from, uh, Indian names, Native American Indian names to something else is been the ACLU. Native Americans could care less. Black Americans basically could care less about a lot of this crazy stuff. You know, what, what's, is that putting bread at your table or taking it off just because you don't like a name somebody gives you? Every time you look up, black people are changing their name or white people are changing it for us. You don't know who keeps it. African, nah, I don't like that. I like, nah, I don't like that. People don't know what to call themselves anymore. Why? Because you're being, you're being used by people who want money who want power, and who will tell you how to live. They cause trouble for the sake of gaining power, and they use minority groups to do it. Nobody's giving you any money. When they go and sue these these uh, uh, baseball teams and football teams and make them change the name, I don't see any Native American tribes getting rich off of that money. But the lawyers certainly do, because they see a way to make money. So the little sisters of the poor had to had to stay in court for ten years, thinking the money they had to put out to defend themselves. Amen. They're doing it because the Bible tells them not to encourage abortion. You got me. Jack Phillips was a baker. He's been sued twice by. LGBT setup people. He refused to put two men on the top of a, of a wedding cake. That's been almost 12 years ago. And he's still in court. Same people keep suing him. He, he got out of one lawsuit. Had to shut down his business. Went and opened it up on a smaller scale. Somebody else came by and sued him. 
See, these people are ruining people's lives just because they, they think they have the law on their side. So as believers, we gotta stop this. There's a higher law we appeal to. Our government is not the final say, especially when it turns against its citizens and the citizens are just trying to live. If you don't believe in two men getting married, you don't have to be forced to make a cake for them. What, what kind of place is this? You get forced to do something that your conscience is telling you is wrong? But see, that's where we're at now. They care less about what we believe in. They think we're stupid anyway. And they think we're pushovers. But they really haven't met our God. They really haven't met our God. Um, there was another lady, a florist, was sued. She refused to provide flowers to a same-sex wedding. She finally retired. She she had no more money to fight. She couldn't afford laws. You know what lawyers cost anymore? There's a lot of them out there, but I'm talking about good ones. And you can't, there aren't enough, there's some Christian organizations that, that do free legal work. But there's not enough of them. And they've got to live off of um, donations anyway. So there's not enough of them out there to defend us in courts. But this is where it winds up. And this is where they ruin you. They ruin your reputation. They ruin your business. They take your your livelihood. Take everything away from you. Joe Kennedy, a man who who is a coach, he's a high school I think basketball coach, one of the sports, football or basketball, he was fired because his habit after they had a game, he would go out onto the field and kneel and pray to thank God for getting them through the game, that everybody was not, nobody was injured, whatever he felt to thank God for. That was what he did for many, many years. And finally, five years ago, somebody took him to court over it. The school that he worked for fired him, took his job away, and sued him. He sued back. Took him five years, but he finally won. They have to give him his job back. They have to see it's it's beginning to reverse some, but it's it's not enough, folks, because these wins are not enough to keep up with what the enemy is trying to do here. And so um, these attacks against um, um, Christians standing up for the word of God, standing up for their Christian principles, standing up for their conscience not to be seared. It used to be when, when people in, in the military, we've had many people that got drafted and were what they call conscientious objectors. Their conscience wouldn't allow them to kill somebody. But they stayed in the military and they gave them a non-combat job. They used to respect, okay, well, you know, that's not the way I believe, and somebody got to kill somebody because we in a war, (laughs) you know. But we respect that about you. And we'll there's some jobs we can give you where you don't have to. Now, you got to learn how to shoot. Everybody's got to learn how to use their firearm, how to protect 
their fellow man and themselves. So if push comes to shove, you might have to hurt somebody. But we won't put you on the front lines. Amen? That was honored. But now it's not. You, you don't get, there's no, no such thing as somebody's conscience not letting them do anything. So they, they just don't allow that anymore. Uh, the, um, what do you call it? There was a woman, I forget where she was, I think it was in Tennessee or some, Kim Davis worked, she, she was, this was a, an elected position, she was elected as the licensee, she gave out all the licenses in the, in this, she worked for their county, and she was in charge of the licensing bureau, and somebody came in, she was a new Christian, she'd only been saved maybe about a year or so, and somebody came in and asked for a marriage license to men, and she refused, and she said that she thought it would be like the everything else they do around there. And she cited the fact that if you were like an environmental or, you know, animal lover type person, and you had to give a, a hunting license, they got somebody else to issue the license because you objected because of your conscience and believe in killing animals, whatever. They always honored it until it came to her. Because she's a Christian. See, she, she knows homosexuality is sin and she's not going to condone it. Not even to give somebody a license. They put her in jail. They had Kim in jail for at least 10 days. The governor had to go and speak to the court and say, you got to let this woman out of here. She ain't broken any laws. If you can do it for the gaming license, you can do it for this one. But she stayed in jail for that length of time because they refused to give her exemption. Why? Because it's, it's, it's against Christianity. See? It's LGBTQ. And there, the government has made them the enemy of the Christian. They have picked and prodded and poked and prodded at that group of people until they've stirred them up against Christians. Private organizations that like to sue people over civil rights issues has made us enemies of them. And most Christians don't, don't hate anybody. Now we're not going to pat you on the head and say you're going to heaven even though you're a sinner. You don't do that. That's not, heaven is not ours to compromise on. Heaven belongs to God. But it's to silence us from preaching the gospel, number one. And it's to silence us from telling truth. If if God can't depend on us to tell truth, then who has he got? He's got to depend on us. And that's our job. I'm real sorry. But when you signed up to, to bypass hell and receive all the benefits of God and be blessed by God, you also got responsibility of giving truth and giving the gospel out. Because you can't get out from under that. So, churches have been burned. We've seen an an increase of that. A lot of vandalism against churches. Crisis pregnancy centers are places where, uh, and, and I'm talking about where, where people can go in and, and, and people who are against abortion will try and give literature or if people before they can get them inside they'll speak to them many of them go out there and stand around and pray they pray the whole time they're out there 
Amen. So they're under fire now. The anti-abortion places that, that will give women care to keep their babies, they're under fire now. More vandalism, more threats against the volunteers that come in. We have pastors now referring to abortion as reproductive rights. Amen. Right in the church. Or they'll say, well, you know, I don't know if abortion is wrong or not. Really? Uh, do you think Pharaoh was doing the right thing when he ordered all the Hebrew babies to be murdered? Was Herod doing the right thing when he or when Jesus was born, when he ordered all the babies to be murdered? Think that was right? When the American atheists successfully challenged the school prayer and the court removed it, Madeline Murray O'Hare declared herself to be a socialist feminist. She was a very aggressive woman, abrasive woman. There was nothing warm and fuzzy and motherly or, you know, about this woman. She was just, and she didn't care. Um, her organization is still in, in, uh, uh, it still exists today, but to just let you know what happened to her, in um, 1995, she disappeared. She disappeared with her son who was helping her in the atheist. She had one son who helped her as an atheist, and she had uh, another son who got saved, who's a born-again Christian. And after he got saved, he got saved many years before she disappeared. And he said he would get on, on, you know, Christian television and say, would you please pray for my mother, uh, and my brother and his, his daughter because they support my mother in this atheist anti-Christian organization that she's controlling. And so there were many, many Christians that were praying for them. And in 1995, somebody noticed they hadn't seen them in a long time. At that time, they were living in Texas. They had property. There's a lot of money when you can get a lot of people to support what you're saying. You understand what I'm saying? If you, if, and she had had enough exposure worldwide through the media, through all these different shows, she, everybody knew who she was. And so she was able to gather up people that thought like she did and they put her in charge. She was in charge of this organization. And at that time she disappeared, she was in like her mid-70s. Her son was maybe in his 40s and his daughter was with them. This little girl was a teenager and all three of them disappeared. Well, it took about six years for them to figure out what happened to them. Apparently what happened is Madeline, because she was such an abrasive woman, she had, she had all kinds of weird people working for her. She would have ex-convicts and people like, there were two men who were ex-convicts that worked for her. And she had found something out about one of them and started spreading it around and she would get angry at him and tell him, you know, oh, you know, you think you're so, oh, you know, she's just that kind of person. And I think these men just got sick of her one day. And the one guy said, yeah, we 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 decided we'd start taking her money. 
And when they started taking money from the earth, I think they'd embezzled probably maybe in the hundreds of thousands of dollars from that organization. And she and her son found out about it, and they had a confrontation. Well, they murdered her, the son, and the daughter. In fact, they had kidnapped them for a while to see if they could extort more money from some of the other, um, they, some of the other officers in the organization. They figured if they're going to go out, let's go out big. So they had already embezzled money. Then they tried to get ransom money, and I think they managed to get some ransom, but they were never recovered in exchange for the ransom money and it took about six years but they found them all three of their remains in a shallow grave a little teenage girl they killed her too i think they were all either shot stabbed or something but she came to a horrible end see this is the payoff when you work for the devil it's not good so all these people who think they're they're riding high they you think you can push christian you think you can push god's people around and not suffer the consequences. So when we pray for people, we pray that God can enlighten them so they don't have to go down a dark road that has a bad end. You see, you want mercy for people so that they can come to the light of the truth of the gospel and they can be delivered from their deception. Amen. So, so these, these people are, are, you know, people who challenge the church and God defends his church. If we have the blessings of Abraham, he said he will, he will fight those who fight us. He bless those who bless us, but he'll contend with those who contend with us. And he's serious about that. He's not, God is not a loser. You're not working for a loser. You're not looking, working for somebody who's going to turn his back on you when the world turns against you because you stand up for him. He'll come to your defense. Amen. There's a lot of violence about around abortion, anti-abortion violence has increased uh persecution over right to life if you look at some of these protests outside of of the right to life the the posters are horrible the in the people the women that come out there because they want to murder babies they get in your face and every other word is a cuss word they spit in the faces of people who are just out there praying you understand what I'm saying? So there, these people are very demonized. There's like no, nothing the devil isn't pushing them to do. Nothing. There's a woman that, that walks around and with a sign and says, uh, I've had 20 abortions and she's bragging on it. She needs prayer because to have that much blood guiltiness on you and you try to fight it by saying you did the right thing, there's something wrong with her mind. People don't think they can lose their mind by just getting out doing what they want to do. But that's a sure way to get get crazy, if you want to know, is to to think that you can still be normal with no morals, no rules, no, no um, acknowledgement of God, no respect for God. You can't be normal under those circumstances. You know, some people in the church are barely hanging on to normal, you know, and they've confessed Christ. It's a struggle when you've got God sometimes. Without God, you you look at some of these protest lines and what people are doing and what they're doing to people who just want to stand for life and, and for having mercy on unborn children. We've got laws in many states. Democrats always propose this. This is part of their platform. 
Now, if you're not big enough to hear what people really think and what they propose, then I don't know what to say for you. But you got to know if you support whoever you support. you got to know what they stand for. They've gotten laws, and they're very happy about it. They have laws enacted in many states where you can terminate a baby's life after it's born. Not just picking it apart in the womb, but you can. that's written in their party platform. Uh, go online. I look these things up. When it, it un, it's under reproductive health, women's and reproductive health issues, it is written in there. Just look up the Democrat Party platform, Google or anybody, and look what it says about about reproductive and women's health issues. It's written right in there. And they are are right now. I. I got an article miss vicky found it for me certain states that are democrat run states are stockpiling abortion pills because now that roe v wade has been overturned they're keeping enough pills in the vault so that when it comes down that they can't do abortions anymore they've got enough pills to give women because they're determined to shed innocent blood but these people are deranged, folks. It's bad enough to promote baby killing. But when you've got plans to not, even though it's now illegal to do it, and you got plans to continue to do it anyway, something's wrong. Something's wrong with them. Because now we've gotten, our law, law makers are lawless. They don't abide by the law. Haven't for some time, in case you haven't noticed. See, with me having to have a prayer ministry, I have to know these things. Now, some people think they can just sit and pretend like it's not going on, but you can't do that either. Because when they start, when the siren starts coming and parks in front of your house, you can't sing louder to drown out the noise. That's the day you got to face the music. Because they're coming for all of us. They don't care. If you're a Christian, you're the enemy. And they keep promoting this, pushing this thing up, anti-LGBT, anti-Christian, and they forced us to be enemies. So they think. See, we fight back by praying for people, loving people, asking God to deliver them from their destructions. Amen? That's our weapon. But we stop the devil that's behind it. There's nothing wrong with people except they're influenced by the devil. And it's getting worse and worse. Recently, um, Anheuser-Busch, somebody at their company, and see this shows you how many of these major companies have been infiltrated by people who are sympathizers with this kind of, of sinful behavior. And they promoted uh, a, a woman of the year instead of the month of the woman or something they had a trans man be the spokesperson for their their beer well guess what happened they lost five billion dollars overnight because people who don't go for that just uh-uh, I'm not buying it anymore and that wasn't organized that's just people on their own God speaking to people on their own said they've gone far enough these are beer drinkers these aren't your devout Christians you know I mean they might be but these are, this is the beer crowd is saying no see when secular people 
who just know right from wrong and don't like having wrong things pushed on them, how's a, a fake woman going to be um, uh, celebrating the month of the woman? They got athletes in women's sports. You'll see any women going trying to fight in a man's sport, but now they're, you see what I'm saying? Disrespect. Persecution of women. Just because they're, they're real women and not fake. So we're going to pray, folks. Amen. How much, Miss Vicky? I got a couple of minutes left. Six minutes. I think you can do a lot of six in minutes. We're going to pray against persecution. We're going to stop it. Amen. We'd use our prayers from our manual. We're going to pray against, uh, pray for protection against persecution, protection of precious cargo. And we're going to pray against witchcraft. Amen. So, Father, we thank you that you have given us authority over all the works of darkness. Thank you, Lord. We plead your precious blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Forgive our sins, Lord. Cleanse us, please, Father. We thank you. We pray against persecution. And we thank you, Lord, that we will not... Honey, sit down, okay? You only got five minutes. We submit to God, resist the devil, and he must flee. Satan, I command you to flee from us seven ways. Vengeance belongs to you, O God. We resist retaliation against our accusers. No more lawsuits against your people in Jesus' name. We're serving you. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? You who sit in the heavens are laughing. Behold their threatening, Lord. Stretch forth your hand to heal, O God, and do signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. I declare that the way of the ungodly shall perish. They shall fall by their own counsel. Lord, I thank you. Judge the people. Judge us, O Lord, according to our integrity that's in us. Let us be the first to be judged. Let the mis- of all spiritual forces who persecute us return upon their own heads. Keep us as the apple of the eye. Hide us under the shadow of your wings. Thank you for teaching our hands to war so that the bow of steel is broken in our arms. Thank you that you have given us excuse me, the necks of our enemies and shut the mouths of the lions that roar their lies against us. Cause the tongue of the wicked persecutors to cleave to the roof of their mouth. Stop the pointing of the finger against your servant. Stop those who point the finger against us without a cause and who hate us. Lord, we know it's nothing for you to help. Help us, O Lord, according to our, our um, uh, and save us according to your mercy. Let our hands prosper and prevail against our enemies. But the Lord is with us as a mighty, terrible one, and therefore our persecutors shall stumble. They shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed. They will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for protection of precious cargo. Those of us who carry your Holy Spirit, we bind you to structure retaliation and death, and we plead the blood of Jesus. We dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. Lord, satisfy us with long life. We pray the blessing of Moses that we live to be 120. Our eyes would not be dim nor our natural strength abated. Not a hair of our heads will fall to the ground in Jesus' name. 
No weapon that's formed against us will accomplish what it sets out to do. Why? Because we're blessed coming in. We have strength for coming in and going out. We have power over serpents and scorpions. If we eat any deadly thing, it won't hurt us. If the enemy comes at us one way, he must flee seven. One of us can chase a thousand. Two of us can put ten thousand to flight. Thank you, Lord. Your glory goes before us. It's our rear guard. Every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, we will condemn. Others trust in the arm of flesh. We trust in the living God. Your mercy hovers over us. In quietness and confidence shall be our strength. Lord, you're our sun, our shield, our banner, our healer, our peace, and our great reward. Your name is a strong tower. We run in and we are safe. By your stripes, we were healed. We are redeemed from the penalty and curse for our sins by your precious blood. None of the diseases that you put on the Egyptians will be put on us. You send your word and heal us. You walk in the spirit. If we walk in the spirit, we are not condemned, but we walk in joy and in strength in Jesus' name. Father, we are the army of the Lord. We shall run like mighty men. We shall climb the wall like men of war. We shall march everyone in his ways. We shall not break ranks. We shall not thrust one another. We shall walk everyone in his own path. And when we fall upon the sword, we will not be wounded. We shall rush on the cities and run on the walls, climb upon the houses. We shall enter into the windows like a thief. The Lord will quake before your army, for the heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. The Lord, you utter your voice before your army. Your camp is very great. He is strong who carries out the word of the Lord of hosts. Who can abide the great and terrible day of the Lord? Father, we ask that you, will you let us be, let it be unto us, your army, according to your word in Jesus' name. Father, we pray against witchcraft. We bless with a spirit of repentance those who curse us. Witchcraft, you are put to death. You can never prosper. Jezebel, you bind, we bind your hands. You won't do your crafts. Pharaoh, we bind you and your magicians. Lord, I thank you. Contend with those who contend with us. We by fear, superstition, mind control, mind occult spirits, Pharaoh, hypnosis, magic, enchantment, seduction, and drug culture powers. We break the power of divination and sexual confusion. Thank you, Lord. You made us male and female from the beginning. You don't create any trans, anything, any queer, anything. You made us straight, male and female. And we thank you. We are redeemed by your precious blood. We bind lust and mammon. The love of money is the root of all evil. We speak confusion on the devil's plan. A house divided will never stand. We plead your blood, Jesus, to demonstrate salvation, deliverance love, redemption, restoration, worship in the fear of the Lord. Father release a demonstration of your power. I'll do the devil's power because where sin abounds, grace does much more abound and we by mockery, blasphemy, refuse confusion and rebellion. We'll cut off witchcraft out of our hands and have no more soothsayers. We bind false prophecy. We bind sorcery, Satan. We divide your house. Let the counsel of the wicked come to nothing. We curse the power of blood sacrifices. And we plead the blood of Jesus, which speaks better things. We resist the evil report of men, and we cast down all evil imaginations of the heart. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen again. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We do our declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. 
thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes we were healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It's so decreed on everything we pray today. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.